Good morning and happy Friday. It is that time again where we wrap up the week with what I hope is your best Friday ever. And hey, if it's not, I'm going to at least do my part to make yours a little better. All right, so I want to talk today about one of those powerful things that I have adopted in my later life. I've studied it. I have tried my best to implement it, and it is a daily task, and that is this thing called a growth mindset. Now, listen to me right from the get-go. I want to tell you, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today may sound kind of like one of these, like, not woo-woo, but just, I don't know, kind of feel-good, motivational, whatever type deals, but this is scientifically backed research that has shown the power of a growth versus a fixed mindset. This whole idea was pioneered by a researcher by the name of Carol Dweck. She wrote the book Mindsets. If you haven't, if you've never read it, never heard of it, check it out. It's a game changer, I assure you. Carol Dweck, she started her research uh, some years ago. I want to say this is probably three decades ago at this point. And she was trying to figure out why students, younger students, some of them, whenever they did poorly on an exam, had a setback at school, why some of the students, it would seemingly crush, while others could bounce back really quickly. This intrigued her, and she wanted to figure out what was it. Was it environmental? Was it just something that was inherently genetic? Why is it that some of us will so readily identify failing at a thing, an activity, with being a failure as a person, while others just seemingly brush it off and are ready to go back and take on more. And what she discovered was that this could basically be explained in one simple fashion, if you will, is if you are someone who's willing to kind of game challenges and you realize that just because you fail at something, you're not very good at it, doesn't mean that you yourself are a failure. In fact, you 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 don't even attach your identity with your performance at a task, then you have what is known as a growth mindset. You realize that there's this ability in all of us to maybe not become a virtuoso at something. Not everyone can be an NBA basketball player or a pro golfer, but you do realize that if you want to do the task bad enough and you have the capabilities, that you can, in fact, get a little better at it. Whereas a fixed mindset individual believes that we are we are born with a a cap on our talent, our intellect, our ability to learn. And so as a result, a fixed mindset can be one of the single most debilitating things that any of us can ever possess. And I know this, I know this all too well, because I can tell you right now, the guy you're listening to right now is someone who lived a great portion of his life with a fixed mindset. I'm going to give you a great example. I am the type of person that I'm not very good at math. It's just something that's never resonated with me. It never will. And here is what a fixed mindset will will do. Here are the limiting factors that a fixed mindset will, will give you if you're not careful. When I was in college, I was a journalism undergraduate major. Now, you may think to yourself, well, Jason, you do a lot of writing, and that, that makes sense. You know, you've got a podcast, which is, a I guess you could call a form of journalism. Yeah, you, know, you do an interview show. Well, I had absolutely no desire whatsoever to be a journalist. Uh, the reason why I was a journalism major in undergrad is because it required 
little math. And how many of you listening to this, you let your college major be determined by whether or not you were good or poor at math. That is an example of a fixed mindset. I'll tell you another great story, a great fictitious fictitious example of a fixed mindset. George Louis Costanza. If you're a fan of Seinfeld, you know who George Louis Costanza is, a.k.a. Art Vandelay. George Costanza had a fixed mindset, and here is one of the greatest examples. There is an episode where he and Jerry are talking about SAT scores. Jerry's his best friend. Jerry knows just about everything there is to know about George Costanza. But George Costanza refused to tell Jerry his SAT score because in his mind it was so poor. Later on in the episode, I think it's in the same episode, George is dating this girl who I guess administers IQ tests and she's going to give George an IQ test because he lied about his SAT score. I think that's the the way it happened. And George is so frightened about taking this test and thinking he's going to perform poorly that he goes through all these ridiculous exercises and schemes to eventually get Elaine to take the test for him. She's distracted. It's just a disaster. Here's the point. George identified who he was as a person based on a test score. That is what a fixed mindset looks like. In Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, she talks about this over and over and over. Young kids who, for example, have been told from a young age that they were smart. If they did well on a test, if they did well on any activity, and they were told, you are so smart. As they got older and the challenges got more difficult, they didn't want to lose that identity of, you are smart. And so therefore what they would do, and here's the thing I want you to really listen to, because here's to me one of the greatest detriments of a fixed mindset. Those kids refused to take on greater challenges as they got older because they never wanted to give up the identity of being quote-unquote smart. Whereas those children that have a growth mindset and they don't identify themselves based on how they perform on a test or activity, they're more willing to take on the more difficult challenges. In fact, one of the things that kind of blew Carol Dweck's mind was Even though they weren't the smarter kids and they weren't the ones that were supposed to perform well, they would want to go back and and would relish the challenge. How many times do we limit ourselves on what we will attempt, what we will try in this life because we have this fixed mindset? I told you I was a journalism undergraduate major, so I get into uh, journalism and, and then all of a sudden I start to take an interest in it. I loved news writing. It was so fun. I was good at it. I mean, I was an A student. And there was this, I mean, you know, then like every other undergrad, you have these opportunities for internships or whatever. Now, you would think since I loved writing, I loved what I was doing, even though my fixed mindset is what got me into a a journalism major, you would think that now that I, I like it, I would pursue it at the highest level. I'd be like, okay, so where do I go next? Well, I would not even attempt to do an internship for like a major newspaper, New York Times, CNN, or even anyone. I was like, no, there's no way. Same with broadcast journalism. I thought to myself, you know, that would be a lot of fun. I would love to read the news. And, but everybody wants to do that. So there's no way I could ever do that. And so I avoided it altogether. And then here's another thing. Here's another, these are, these are kind of the, 
the the stealth ways a fixed mindset will kind of screw your life up if you're not careful. The first job I took out of college was with a company called Computer Sciences Corporation. Uh, very large IT management consulting firm. It's no, it, it was eventually acquired. Uh, but I had the opportunity to go work there. And then a couple of the other companies that recruited me, I mean, I was very fortunate. I was being, I was being recruited out of undergrad. One was Hormel Foods. And I went to Austin, Minnesota and interviewed at Hormel Foods. And you go through the front gates, and I kid you not, it smells like bacon. Could you imagine working in a place that smells like bacon every day? fantastic. Also, I learned that day that they sell something like $3 billion worth of spam every year. Hormel makes spam. They have a whole spam museum at the Hormel headquarters. Great company, great people. I mean, most of the people that have worked there have been there like 20, 30 years. I loved it. I thought this would be a fantastic place to work. Then another company that I considered working for that recruited me was the Sealy Mattress Company. And, I mean, same thing. The employees were making really good money. They loved their jobs. They went around to department stores and big outlets, and they basically, you know, represented the, the Sealy Mattress Company. I mean, I remember all the people that I knew that had taken that job, they were all doing really well. And then there was Computer Sciences Corporation. I took the job at Computer Sciences Corporation for one reason. Which sounds like the smarter person job? Selling mattresses, selling spam, or working for a company that has computer sciences in the title? Well, I took the one that sounded smarter because I was all about performance, how it looked, what people thought of me. That's what a fixed mindset will do for you. You know, I'm, it's the same thing with like, <laughs> I'm more, I, whenever I was younger, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was younger, I was more interested and looking good on the ski slope than actually skiing well. I wanted to have the perfect outfit, and as long as I looked okay, and you know what, I wouldn't try a lot of the harder runs because I might go head first and fall, or you know, and I don't want to do that. It's one of the reasons why to this day, probably, other there's other reasons. I'm like, I will not play golf. I'm not going to do it. And the main reason why I didn't do it when I was younger, it was okay. I kind of had fun with it, but I didn't like to do something that I looked that poor doing every single time. My fixed mindset wouldn't allow it. Have you ever done this? Here's another kind of example of a fixed mindset. Have you ever just decided, you know what, I'm not even going to try. I don't care. I'm not even going to try. And deep down, you knew the reason why you weren't going to try was for this reason, because you couldn't stand the thought of pouring your heart into something and then possibly failing. That is a fixed mindset. What about in relationships? Let me tell you something. This is where it gets really, really tricky. If you have one person with a fixed mindset, the other person has a fixed mindset, then you bring in a third fixed mindset, which is the relationship. And this happens so often, and we see this more and more in today's culture where you hear people go, I just fell out of love. I just don't love her anymore. I just don't love him anymore. Yeah, what we once had is gone. These are two people that think that there's only a certain level that a relationship can get to, and then it starts to recede, and once it starts to recede, there's no recovery. That's a fixed mindset. Instead of saying, 
And instead of taking on the mindset and the attitude, which is absolutely true, that love is, in fact, an action. Love is a verb. Love is a thing you do. It's not just a thing you feel. Then if you say to your spouse, you say to your significant other, you go, you know what? We are not in this relationship. We are not where we want to be, but I think we can grow. I do think there's an opportunity for growth if we're willing. And then that's another thing that you got to realize with a growth mindset. There's one small three-letter word that has so much power in our lives if we're willing to adopt it. It's this three-letter word, yet. I'm not good at this thing yet. I want to learn to play the guitar. And I'm speaking, you know, like personally, I really want to play the guitar. I have absolutely no musical talent whatsoever. Now, I do, I am an amazing singer. I have an amazing singing voice, and I'm a great freestyle dancer. I took break dance lessons when I think I was in like the sixth grade, seventh grade. So I'm an amazing freestyle dancer, and I have a beautiful singing voice. I sound like kind of a mix between Keith Whitley, Elvis, and, um, and George Strait. Okay. So I do have a lot of talent, musically speaking. Uh, now, Mrs. Wright would disagree with everything I just said. I just, I just don't think she has quite, I just don't think she has an ear for my voice. Because I know I have an amazing voice. But when it comes to playing the guitar, I really don't have that, I don't have the, 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 the talent, the ability to be good at playing an instrument. And so every time I sit down to play my guitar, I have a choice, especially whenever the feedback is terrible, whenever I I practice the same thing over and over and over, and I still suck as bad as I do. And I do, I suck. I'll tell myself, I cannot play this song yet. I cannot get this chord yet. What this does is it trains my mind to believe there's still a ray of light. There's still a window of, there's a little open window of potential success. And that's what I I encourage you to adopt in your life. This word yet. Our relationship is not where we want it to be yet. I cannot master this project at work yet. I've been through it. I've I've been developing this course. um, Oh my gosh, you guys, you've heard me talk about it, probably this app, this training app that I'm developing so that essentially I want you to be able to take the Vitruvian improve always and always lifestyle with you everywhere you go. And so I'm creating this curriculum and these courses and you'll be able to go to the app store and download the app and you can take, my my first course is going to be on a growth versus a fixed mindset. It's that important. I just think it's one of the most life-changing things that you can get your brain around. It's just, it's just, it's that powerful. And there have been so many times going through that, that I have had to practice what I am talking about right now because I wanted to give up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, I don't know how to market an app yet. I don't know how to write curriculum yet. I have no idea how to edit video and and and, and make it sound, make it all concise yet. Hell, this podcast, one of the main reasons why I put off for so long, even starting this podcast, was because I was like, I can't do that. I have no technical capabilities. I don't know how to do it. And then finally, somewhere along the way, I just 
got started and every time there was a roadblock, every time I couldn't figure out how to do some form of editing or something to that effect, I finally just said, but I can, I know I can. And here's one of the greatest ways that you can prove to yourself that you absolutely have the ability to improve. Every single person listening to me right now, all of you, bar none, there is something once upon a time that was seemingly impossible and at a minimum you just couldn't do, but you learned how to do. Example, walk. Every single one of you at one point in your life did not know how to walk. Every single one of you at one point in your life did not know how to read. Every single one of you at some point in your life did not know what two plus two was. Every single one of you. We have all shown our ability to go from zero to one at some point in our life. So that's why whenever I, I started this, this thing out, I said every single one of us had the ability to adopt a growth mindset and adopt this idea of I can't do this thing yet. Now, <clears throat> this is not about being delusional. Don't, don't, mis, don't mistake it. This is not about being delusional. This doesn't mean that, wait a minute, are you telling me that if I can just adopt enough of a growth mindset that I could play on the PGA Tour Hell no, you're delusional. But I can tell you this. If, you, if, if people confuse your bowling score and your golf score, can you improve it? Can you get a little better? Absolutely, you can do that. You can do that. If there's some major hobby or skill or something you've wanted to develop, but just the thought of it is so overwhelming because you think, I'm not good at that thing. Tell yourself, I'm not good enough at that thing yet. You do have the ability to learn and to grow and then enjoy the journey. And that is the, that's the thing that has, I have struggled with my entire life. So many of us, we look at our aspirational outcome, mastery of the skill, mastery of the task, mastery of the finances, and we take no enjoyment in the process of getting there, the journey to that end. But here's what will happen, and here's what the growth mindset people know. Here's what the growth mindset kids realized early on. They were having a kick-ass time and a blast just figuring it out as they went. And yeah, there were going to be stumbles. There were going to be falls. But it didn't matter. They were having fun. They were learning. It was novel. And here's the thing that they got. And the people that have a growth mindset, this is what they understand. For example, the famous um, Thomas Edison quote about I, you know, when, it, when he was developing the light bulb and it, every time it would fall or fail, he'd say, you know what? It's not that I discovered one way to make a light bulb. I discovered a hundred ways not to. Now I'm paraphrasing. I probably screwed it up, but you get the point. It's fun just trying to figure it out. It's why we do puzzles. It's why we do Rubik's Cube. Our brain, if we will if we will free our minds to not be so freaking obsessed with looking good and being good at a thing, but just doing the thing and having fun, then it is remarkable how much richer and more enjoyable life can actually be. So, hell, I remember you know, telling myself again, I'm telling you, this, the, and the fixed mindset will pop up everywhere. You know, one of the things that I became obsessed with for a while was reading so many books in such a short period of time that I would I could not even enjoy reading the book. 
I was so obsessed with how quick I was reading the book, how fast I was reading the book, that I wasn't even savoring the book. Now, forget that. Honestly, I don't care how many books I read a week, a month, a year. I do have like a some sort of a goal, but the primary goal is absorbing and enjoying and savoring the book. And here's the cool thing. The more I do that, the more I focus on the enjoyment of the journey, then the quicker, the better the skill becomes, the better I get at it. And so, yes, I it's, it's almost like the quantity, the volume of reading becomes kind of like an ancillary deal. I can actually read faster and read more books, but the primary goal is not to read so many books, but to enjoy reading so many books. So I hope that you, wherever you are, and even if you think, you know, hey, this guy, this sucks. I wish I hadn't even listened to this. This doesn't apply to me. I've got a massive growth mindset. Telling, Evaluate yourself. Evaluate yourself, and you will find more likely than not that there is probably, whether it's in relationships, whether it's at work, whether it's big, big, ambitious, audacious tasks that you just refuse to take on, somewhere hiding within you, there's probably some element of a fixed mindset because you're too afraid of what others think of you. You're so afraid that if you try the thing and fail that people will laugh, people will think that you're a failure. And let me just say something about this for a moment, about this whole idea of caring what people think about you. First of all, what I have learned is, with the exception of a few, most people are more, most, are more impressed with those who are willing to try great things and fail than those who just sit in the corner looking good for their entire life. I can't tell you how many times I have failed publicly. And what I've learned is very few people, even if it comes up in conversation, very few people come up and talk about, wow, you really blew that. You really sucked at that. Instead, they want to talk about, wow, but you tried so hard. That was unbelievable. At least you at least you gave it an attempt. For example, if you have some great idea for a business that you want to start, but you're like, I just can't do it. I mean, what if I fail? What if I lose this much money? I will look like an idiot, and, I, and no one will ever, ever look to me again. My, right now, people think I'm a good business person, but I've got this wild, crazy idea, and if I execute and I fail, then all that goes away. Bullshit. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Excuse my language, that's bullshit. Be you, be who you are and take chances. And people will admire you for at least taking on the challenge and being willing to fail than someone who just plays it safe. You limit yourself so much by playing it safe. Here's another thing. Last thing I'm going to talk about is integrity. If you have ever lied about how much money you make, if you've ever tried to make your job sound a little bit more important than what it is, if you have ever, if you've ever just basically kind of uh, been a little bit liberal with the, uh, you, you just exaggerated a story about yourself, there's a good chance you've got a fixed mindset. Because here's what someone with a fixed mindset will do. They will think that, well, I'm in company with a bunch of people that are smarter, more accomplished, more well-traveled, whatever the case may be. And my 
intellect and my actual achievements have peaked. So therefore, I need to elaborate a little bit. I need to give a little bit more, um, a little more seasoning to my life so as to be accepted by them. If you're one of these people, you probably have a fixed mindset. Carol Dweck uh, writes about that in her book. She said that there were these students that they took a survey about it was a, and it's something to the it was college students. They had taken an exam, had done poorly, and even though the, they knew the researchers knew that they didn't do the test in either the allotted time, what, there was something that was an integrity issue. That even though the students knew the researchers knew they were lying, they lied anyway because they just could. They were they were so obsessed with how they might be perceived, they could not admit what they had done wrong. A fixed mindset because you're so consumed with what others think of you and your image and your appearance as opposed to being true to yourself and truly performing and being willing to fail, it can actually compromise your integrity. You know, I can't decide honestly whether Joe Biden has a fixed or a growth mindset. And this isn't to beat up on the president. This isn't political, so don't start turning your, your the thing, don't start... Don't push stop and whatever, and I'm never listening to the Jason Wright show again. Here, but here's what I want to tell you. So Joe Biden, whenever he was a young kid, was not exceptional. By any account, by any, if you look back, he was not an exceptional kid. He had a stammer, so he stuttered, and he became the president of the United States. So look, even if you don't like Joe Biden, I'm going to give him that. That dude, somewhere along the way, overcame some great odds. He went from a non-performer, nothing exceptional, with a stutter kid to the president of the United States. But by the same token, we know all the famous stories about how he lied on his position uh, in um, law school as far as his ranking. He used to give speeches that he plagiarized. He got caught on that, and I guess it was the 80 presidential campaign. So whether he had a growth or whether these had a growth or fixed mindset, I think Joe Biden in this regard is like most every one of us. He probably possesses some of both. And that's the thing that I want you to look inside yourself and figure out. You may have a growth mindset in one area. Obviously, he had the ability to grow to overcome his speech impediment at some point, but there was something else. There was some insecurity within him that was a fixed mindset. He could, he actually didn't have the mental bandwidth to perform at a certain level in law school, so therefore he had to elaborate. He wanted people to think he was smarter than what he was. He knew it was capped instead of just going, you know what, yeah, that wasn't my strength. I think that's how a lot of us are. And I think the goal is, you know, this whole improve always and always, improve your growth mindset always in all ways. You would be amazed if you will start looking at this. And I'm actually going to publish here uh, uh, probably the next week or so a free assessment. Just a, just a quick thing, just for fun. If you, uh, I'll probably put it in the Vitruvian letter, which you can certainly subscribe to at jasonrightnow.com. And I hope you will. Please subscribe to my newsletter. Or you can take a free mindset assessment. Just a quick little quiz to kind of give you a score to go, huh, wow, look at that. I have a strong growth mindset or hmm, I'm somewhere kind of on the on the uh, 
on the fringes. I'm on the border. And then some of you might feel like, oh, my God, I've got a full-blown fixed mindset. And if you do, then you can start to, if you at least have a benchmark, then that will be the starting point to figure out what areas, how can I grow into more of a growth mindset mentality so that I'm not limiting myself, so that I'm operating completely and authentically. This whole idea, you know, I remember um, one of my favorite quotes from Zig Ziglar was this. Failure is an incident. It's not an identity. And I think that's probably one of the biggest tragedies of all is that so many people believe that if I fail at something, they confuse that instance with their identity. And they're not. They are not a failure. They just failed at a task. They failed in a moment. So I hope that you will start to evaluate and determine, do you have a growth versus a fixed mindset? And then if you determine that you have somewhat of a fix or you find some areas that you really need to work on, then check back with me. I will be launching my growth mindset course, Vitruvian Mindsets. I am so proud of it. I am, I'm sweating it. I don't want to put, look, my fixed mindset is coming into play. I'm holding it back because I'm so afraid of it going out there and it's sucking. <laughs> Nobody buying it or liking it that it's holding me back but eventually but I know it's not where I want it to be yet but once you see that course come out you'll know okay I practiced what I preached and I got it out there thanks for listening have a great weekend have a great Friday I'm out